are listening to the Winefellers on WHUPLP, Hillsborough, North Carolina. 104.7 is Wine Time with Mark and Joe on WHUPLP, Hillsborough. Is it Monday? Is it 5 p.m.? Are you within a six-mile radius of the Hillsborough Water Tanks Transmission Tower? Then listen to the Winefellers on WHUPLP, Hillsborough. Welcome to this week's episode of The Wine Fellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are... the first half of this week's show, our annual countdown of the most important wine news stories of the year, as voted by you, the listener. And on the second half of this week's show, New Year's Eve is just around the corner, and that can only mean one thing, pizza, Mark. On this week's wine pairing segment, we will discuss the best styles of wine to drink with your pizza pie, Stromboli or Calzone. And then we will take your calls. This and more on this week's episode of The Wine Fellers. But first, the news. Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Winefellers News, 2015 has been a pivotal year in the world of wine, arguably the most important since French wine was classified in 1855. Fortunately, the Winefellers and our accomplished team of reporters, journalists, writers, correspondents, and columnists have been right here covering it all. So here it is, our top five most important wine news stories of the year, right here on the Winefellers News. 
All right, Mark. Hey, Joe. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, my friend. And you? I'm doing fantastic. I mean, <laughs> how was your holiday? How was your Christmas? It was good. Um, uh, lots of wine drinking, Mark. You'd be proud of me. Well, that's good. Hopefully, uh, you did that wine drinking correctly, and all our listeners performed their wine drinking at Christmas correctly, because we uh, we uh, aim to train you on what to drink and, and how to drink it, and I hope everyone uh, uh, consumed wine this Christmas with their <laughs> wine yoke. <laughs> but really, uh, as many of our listeners are learning, um, while we take a lot of this seriously, we just want to get folks involved with wine. That's all we want to do. Just try it. If getting people involved with wine is wrong, we don't want to be right. That's it, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I hope you got some good gifts, and I hope uh, uh, some good gifts were imparted by you. Uh, yes, both happened. And uh, although I, I did have a chance to show off your gift to me, the wine yoke. To your family? I showed it off to the family. And how'd that go? <clears throat> well, uh they thought it was a little excessive, mm-hmm. but when I showed them how I could hold one glass of wine around my neck and two more, one in each hand, well, they just thought it was, it was even more crazy. Really? Yeah, imagine that. I'm so glad you didn't get me Usually the... spouses just love when you can, uh, <laughs> let, alone stop, let alone drinking one glass of wine, you could drink three glasses of wine. Oh, I'm just so, I feel so fortunate that you did not. Uh, buy me the wine brassiere, yes, or the the wine rack. Well, your birthday is always coming up. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! But we gave away we gave out some really nice gifts. There's one gift that actually came in the mail today that I uh, was going to give to my wife, but I have not yet because uh, well, it just didn't come in time. Uh, but when I get home today, I'll give it to her. And I, uh, I got oh, it's it. right I, here. It is. I made a custom. Oh. <laughs> I made a customized uh, iPhone case for my wife. And it's a picture of me holding a wine bottle. <laughs> Let me see that thing. That is really cool. This is obviously for the new Model I've, 6. Yes. Look at you there. Mark, you've got holding two nice bottles of wine. That's right. At, at a nice looking event. Where is this? Uh, that might be at the State Department, actually. What are you doing at the State Department, Mark? <laughs> Somehow, I got invited to the State Department to serve wine. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Really? Unless it got through security somehow. You've told me that you go to events up in Washington, but I didn't know they were part of an official federal government State Department event. Yeah, this was part of the State uh, Department Diplomatic, Diplomatic Corps holiday party, and I bring up wine and serve uh, wine to people who appreciate wine and uh and so uh, wow. I just the reason why this is a picture of me on the iPhone cover holding two bottles of wine for my wife is that I just happen to be in a suit. <laughs> and so I thought my wife would like to see me uh, in a suit all the time. <laughs> see? I, I do have some class. Yes. Right, every time you're upset with me, just take a look at the back of your iPhone and you'll see exhibit A yes. where it is clearly depicting me. That's right. The bad guy in a suit. I fully expect this iPhone to be a calming, this iPhone cover to be a calming influence on my <laughs> wife. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, that's good. Now there were that just arrived today. You're saying that yes. the back cover of the iPhone. Yes. There were some serious delays this Christmas in the shipping world. Really? Well, you know, this was one of the more uh, well. Each year, online shopping grows and grows and grows. Right. And I don't think it's outpaced brick-and-mortar sales yet, but it's giving it a run for their money. And, in fact, 
a few years ago, UPS was lambasted on on social media for just being overrun with packages. They okay. Couldn't, they couldn't deliver them at Christmas. Wow. Well, this year it was FedEx. Okay, so how how are they rectifying these situations? Well, they're just people are still getting their their Christmas gifts today. Wow! So it's they're they're well, just backlogged. Well, I guess that's you know they're, they're there. There you go. That's why you it was at FedEx. <laughs> I, I, I believe I, it was. I bet it was. I bet it was. <laughs> now uh, this is an interesting uh, time of the year yes. with so many packages being delivered. And you, I know in your capacity as wine auction director, mm-hmm. uh, that you deal with shipping. That's right. And we do Shipping know, wine. Yeah, shipping during the holidays can be problematic. Um, and uh, y- we often recommend to people that they don't ship their wine during, you know, right around Christmas or New Year's because uh, it can, can cause delays. And sometimes you don't know where you're. Nice wine is being stored uh, while it's in transit. So, uh, could be a, a hot warehouse, exactly. for example. Exactly. And if you have a, a, a nice uh, package of wine the, that's sitting in a hot warehouse, well, it's going to be bad by the time it gets to you. That's right. So, you, uh, you're, you're uh, better to uh, ship either the week before or a week after the holidays. Um, but, uh, you know, often with the type of, types of wines that uh, many people ship, uh, uh, that uh, some of this doesn't really matter too much. Well, sure. I mean, it's not, it's <laughs> cheaper wine. It's, and, and a lot of these uh, packages uh, around Christmas contain things that are temperature sensitive. Right, that are time sensitive. You might you might be sending someone a gift box of Insulin. wine and cheese. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, gift box of wine and cheese and cookies and insulin. Which is, I mean, I just figured that would be time sensitive. Well, it, it would be. And you know, that's a good question, Mark. I wonder if priority packages like you know maybe organ donors, uh, insulin uh, recipients have packages that need to get somewhere on time. Right. And then FedEx brings, you know, the the thawed, you know, heart in a week late. That's right. And says, sorry. No, I think I think if you take nothing from the show today, it would be just don't send your heart or lungs, you know, right over the holidays because the chances are maybe late. Now a lot of those obviously those uh, organs are like flown by helicopter, right? Hospital to hospital. If you say so. Uh, yeah. But here's the thing, though. Are there uh, wa- emergency wine shipping methods? Well, I want this bottle of wine in my hands. It's like the Amazon drone or the Amazon drone delivery. How fast can you get a bottle of wine to someone in California? Yes. I mean, I, I you know, in the uh, wine auction world, uh, I, I tell myself, that there are no wine emergencies. But sometimes when you talk to people, you talk to your uh, customers and clients, <laughs> Everything's an emergency. it can seem like there are some wine emergencies and you know people need their wine. You know, I, I get it because they're conducting some wine tasting and they need that wine today or tomorrow. And in that sense, there are, can be wine emergencies or maybe they need a case of wine because their daughter's getting married. Sure. And they want the, the a special wine that they want to serve. Yeah, I bought the wine at, uh, at auction, uh, the, and uh, the wedding is the next day. What's the problem? That's right. I hear you. Well, you know, as all of these gifts trickle in at the end of the holidays, it's just kind of prolonged the celebration of the season, I think. Yes, I think so. So it's been nice, and and um, and so I don't want to dwell on the you know fact that Christmas has been uh, uh, ruined by right. delayed packages. No. I just like to think of it as a prolonging of the festivities. That's right. 
And obviously the whole reason for the season is packages, but, you know, <laughs> it's still okay to get them late. It's just fine. You know, we're here, and it's a festive atmosphere this week here in the studios. A lot of people are out on vacation. Our crew, fortunately, is in today. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they'll be off New Year's. Oh, good. Which is <laughs> – and I know you argued against that. But uh, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And so I'd like to get right into the top five news stories of the year. That's right. This is our annual countdown, Joe, of the most important wine news stories of 2015. I just love it. As voted by you, the listener. I'm going to count down the five most important real wine news stories of the year, as well as give you a brief synopsis of each story. And, uh, it, and as I go through each story, we can talk, chat a little bit about it. Yeah. And this will really uh, drive home the point of why 2015 was such a pivotal, pivotal year in the wine industry. <laughs> now, again, we, we, everything on this news show is real. Is real. But I'm detecting a little bit of sarcasm in your voice there. Well, I, I guess the, the listener can judge for themselves. We're going to go through the wine stories and of the uh, most important ones as deemed by you. And at the end, you can judge for yourself if this was not the most important year for wine ever. I love it, Mark. All right, so counting down from number five, what have we got? Okay, the fifth, as voted by you, most important real wine news story of the year. A 2015 study performed in Italy with 800 women found that compounds pre present in red wine enhance levels of sexual desire in women more so than the chemicals found in other alcoholic beverages. Very nice. The data may be evidence that regularly drinking the beverage, beverage may be a key to better sexuality. They speculated that the compounds in red wine increase blood flow to specific areas, which could lead to increased levels of desire. Well, this is a great news story. It's a very important news story, and I can understand why our viewers, our listeners, uh, rank this as number five most important. Absolutely. I mean, this study came out this year, mm -hmm. uh, and this is a big year for women's reproductive health, Mark, <laughs> yes, for, for a number of different reasons. The primary one I'm thinking about is I think that human trials for the female Viagra Oh, yes. Have finally kind of worked their way through the system. Mm. And now, granted, uh, this wine study came out uh, a little late because, uh, lo and behold, this entire time they could have just been drinking more wine. It's really interesting. I, I, I wonder if the makers of the female Viagra tried to quash this study because <laughs> the study could basically says that you don't need that drug. Well, All have, you need is wine and you'd be just set. <laughs> they have millions invested in this uh, pharmaceutical. Yes, and so um, I think there's a lot of take-home messages from this from the study. One is that um, you know if you are on a date, why not go to a wine bar instead of a beer bar? Excellent point. I mean, other than the fact that beer bar just I think is just a bar, Mark. Is it? I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I only go to wine bars, so <laughs> but I'll make that note. Yeah, well, beer bar a, is beer bar. bar is just a bar. Okay, there's wine bar, and you're right. I mean, uh, if you wanted to play the numbers, the percentage game, yes, which location would most likely result in the outcome? That I'm looking for this evening. Yes. For both of, both of us to have a great time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm dancing around it here, aren't I, Mark? Uh, I, I, I Delicately. Keep going. Like a ballerina. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With a sledgehammer. <laughs> uh, you would maybe want to go to the wine bar. That's right. Uh, I would suggest, um, yes, always 
you know, if you're uh, put it this way, if you are on one of the websites like uh, Match.com or Christian Mingle, the best place to meet yeah. would probably be at a wine bar as opposed to. Oh, oh, I've got it. Yes, I've got it. I've got it. Everyone wants to go for coffee. Yes. And and Mark, we we had a news story on earlier this year. Oh, you're about to get to that. Uh, are we? Yeah. Was that voted one of the that top voted, five? Yes. Oh my! So I'll save it. You'll save it. But but you could go out for coffee. Smart. And get some wine. Smart. Why don't we? So when you ask someone, why don't we go out for coffee? Yes. You, you know, it's like, oh, there's no harm in that. It's just coffee. Oh, look, this coffee joint serves wine. That's actually very uh, smart. I think um, it's for those times when people go for that cup of coffee and wish they could turn it in, turn it up a notch to the next stage in their relationship. Yes. I mean, someone obviously should do a study of the combination of coffee and wine. I mean, they should have a coffee shop Mm -hmm. slash wine bar slash drive through uh, a wedding chapel. Yes. I mean, all in one day. Wow, this is going really well. We, We stopped. We had coffee. Yes, and it went so well. We had drinks, and then you ended up. Then at the very end, you end up, end up at a Babies R Us. Oh, that's just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. So number four. All right, number the four. number fourth most popular, as voted by story. you, as popular as as voted by you, our listener. What was originally a pilot program in expanded in, in expanded areas of the country, you can now purchase wine and and hors d'oeuvres at Starbucks after four p.m. Wine and hors d'oeuvres at Starbucks. That was number four. That must have been why. Yeah, I see. There's a a theme here. This is great for parents after a soccer game who wish to get a couple of glasses of Pinot Noir, some truffle mac and cheese, coffee for the kids, (laughs) and then drive the family home. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man. This all has to do with it. All it all starts with that. You know, going out for coffee. Yes. To get to know someone. That's right. And we're all so busy these days. Who has the time to? afterwards reflect on how it went yes. then arrange a second meeting so, and eventually work out the wedding details so we're talking about a date so in this but this is talking about your family so i thought you meant going to starbucks to get to know <laughs> to get to know your family better though this is well 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 you're saying that starbucks is running this program yes under the guise of it's family centric yes it's a coffee place and you can bring your family sure and you know the kids can drink coffee or hot chocolate or whatever they drink oh i see but it's a place where you can drink without dragging your kids to the bar right and this is a place like hey we're just hanging out at starbucks i see you know there's couches we're just you know we're just Drinking coffee here. Oh, they have wine. Uh-huh. Oh, well, I'll try some wine. And, and uh, would you please just put that in a coffee cup for me? Right. I wonder if they do that. Uh, they could because here's the thing. The next day at school, see, if your kid says, my day was fine, teacher. Yes. My mom took me to a Starbucks after school. Well, that's fine. That's brilliant. <clears throat> so I'm sure they have a way to camouflage the fact that you're even drinking wine. I bet you they serve it at a coffee cup. Yeah, I you think you... they're going to have glasses? Of course not. I think uh, they don't yeah. have real coffee mugs. Well, when you're at Starbucks, and obviously your local Starbucks, you're going to run into all your neighbors that you know, and then they come by, and there you are drinking mm-hmm. your coffee. No one's going to talk about you, you know, drinking your fourth cup of coffee at Starbucks. Exactly, Mark. I think what's happening here is they're saying it's for families. Yes. When it's really not. 
Right. I think it's it's actually for selfish. It's it's nope. It's for <laughs> folks who are going on that first date to get no one uh, know someone. Yes. And they want to and it's gone well and they want to take it to the next level. I think you're right. I think it's for first dates and I think it's also for the Tinder crowd all around the comfort of a public Wi-Fi point. Right. So you're you're young and single and you're on Tinder. Absolutely. And Tinder's been explained to me. So I, I Why don't you I, explain it for the for the, our listeners who don't understand <laughs> yet? Why don't you explain I, that for the over uh, 100 crowd, Mark? Actually, I'm not quite sure. But, <laughs> but it's um it's a way to meet people at uh, other singles like yourself at a place that you are. That's right, Mark. It, <laughs> it use, it's a location-based service. Yes. Right? And uh, you see images of folks who are near you and their profiles. And you can swipe right to dismiss them, to dismiss their image, or swipe left to accept their image you are saying, I'm accepting this person, I'm willing to have a relationship, or at least meet this individual, solely based on their image. So then what happens? So then you just walk over to that well, person? No, what happens is, oh, okay. then the other people are doing the same swipe right and left. And if two people swipe left on each other, you're notified you have a match. And then what? Well, then you can message them or something and say, would you like to go for coffee, wine, and a honeymoon? So you message them, and they are across the room from you. <clears throat> no, they're in the same city or you know, oh, a few it's miles the same away. city. Yeah, this is just people oh. within your general vicinity. I thought that they were like, everybody's in Starbucks doing this. Well, it could be. It okay. could be. You could be in the same building, in the I same see. room, in the same line at Starbucks. Right. So it's an interesting app. But yes, that's exactly right. In fact... Uh, wouldn't that be something? Uh, we met on Tinder at the same Starbucks. Drinking wine. Then we had coffee. Then we had wine. And I tell you what, they should just have a, a priest or a rabbi on standby right there. I'm telling you, I bet you within the, like, the next year there's going to be a, a boom of marriages. Because to me that sounds – I don't know much about Tinder, but – to me, it sounds like a way for people who to meet and get married. I think many there's going to be a boom in the uh, names, uh, children names, uh, Starbuck or Mocha <laughs> or <laughs> Cabernet. Yeah, well, I have a cousin named Frappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> On your Italian side, yeah, <laughs> is that Italian? <laughs> so no, that's great. I mean, that's great news, and I want I want them to just. You know, here's the problem with some companies. They just don't go all the way. That's right. And Starbucks go all the way. That's right. That's what I'm telling them to do. That's right. And, and I said the next time we'll talk in the new year, we'll find out some interesting things Starbucks is doing in Colorado. And, and let's look up some of those paper cups I know they're using for the I, wine. They have to. All right. What's next? The third most popular story of the year, as voted by you, the Oh, listener. yeah. Due to the success of the TV series Mad Men, which takes place in New York City mm -hmm. in the 1960s, a 2015 study found that more employers are allowing drinking while on the job, and some are even going so far as purchasing the wine and booze for their employees with right. the hope of increasing happiness and creativity. Right, right. Although many companies are doing this, it is still advertising agencies who serve the most, with tech companies coming in a close second. Now, here's, uh, I remember this story. Yes. This was a great story. It was a great story. Because it uh, illuminated the other side of this pressure, societal pressure, right? One is, 
don't uh, the, the the amount someone did a study right yes. the amount of pro- productivity lost each year in the United States due to hangovers right it's quite a bit yeah it's quite a bit yes all right so here on one side of the aisle we've got them saying you as workers have the responsibility to your country and the economy to not get drunk before during or during or even after work that's right don't let your drinking affect your production value that's right yet here on the other side yes we've got studies saying there are benefits to drinking while on the job. That's right. So uh, evidently... Who can, who can I believe? I know who I want to believe. Yeah, well, I'll tell you who to believe. Okay. So I would believe these agencies these uh, in New York um, because when you talk to the employees, they really enjoy their job. Okay. They want to come to work early. They want to stay late. Um, they feel like that they're more creative. Interesting. They feel like they meet more people of the opposite sex at work. Okay, so so where does this end, Mark? How why do you don't mean? well why why don't they have a a flat of apartments above the offices so you never have to leave? But wouldn't employers just love that? Just by serving alcohol, no one ever leaves. They say, "Well, we'll just give you a bed to sleep in. We'll give you." <laughs> I love it. Yeah, food. always trust the person who's giving you free booze. That's right. What could they possibly want from you? Nothing. They just they're, <laughs> right. They're just being just kind employers who just want to, you know, make things a little nice. Well, well, remember uh, back uh, there in the since been some laws uh, written against this. But when you would go and cast your vote for, you know, Pappy O'Donnell or whoever, and in exchange, you would be given liquor. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I right, didn't know. Absolutely, okay. man. Yeah, and so uh, this was considered a bad thing. Okay, right. I can see that. And so that you you cannot receive any compensation for your vote. That's right. No, right. They made a vote uh, worthless, basically. I mean, as far as monetary value goes. So this is very similar here, where offices. Yeah, and workplaces are allowed to compensate their employees. That's what they're supposed to do. But when they're prying them with applying them with free alcohol, yes, you just have to start becoming a little suspicious. Really? Well, uh, a respectable amount of suspiciousness. I guess so. I mean, I think. Um, I mean, not so much suspiciousness that you won't drink the free alcohol. No. I mean, listen, I mean, if you want to drink the free alcohol out of spite, you could do that. You could. And you could you could even drink it while saying, I know I shouldn't be doing this. Yes. I know what you're trying to do, employer man. But this is delicious. Yes. And I will drink this. I'll have another one, please. And I will. Use, I'm fully aware. <laughs> and I will use that free cot that uh, you've given me to sleep here and the uh, free uh, frozen pizzas. Yeah, I'm sticking it to you. Yeah, and uh, I just want to <laughs> let you know that I'm I'm going to use all those services. Well, we'll see if 2016 uh, sorts this paradigm out for us. Yes, there's plenty more to come. All right, what's next? Number two. The number two most popular story of the year. The Unison Spa Resort in Japan now oh, offers public no, no, wine no. baths. No, number no, two, as no. voted by you, the listener. At this ancient... You listeners disgust me. Ah. Uh, Wine baths, number two? I know. At this ancient Roman-style spa resort located at the foot of lush green mountains, guests can relax in a vat of warm red wine surrounded by other tourists. 
families, oh, and even children. Of course. Everyone is encouraged to splash around as red wine spouts from overhead fountains. The staff at the spa claim that bathing in red wine has unique health benefits because it rejuvenates your body. Importantly, the guests are actively <sighs> discouraged from drinking the wine in the baths. Oh, actively discouraged. I'll tell you what. I shuddered at this news story earlier. This is in a the real year. story, though. This is a real story in Japan public wine baths and i'll tell you what i know why they voted at number two mark why is that they wanted to see me squirm again well i think this is i mean i don't know this is seems to be everybody's fantasy as to i mean who wouldn't want to bathe in 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 a bathtub full of red wine i mean this is this is amazing okay let me ask you this yes you know uh it's often depicted that you know a bed of roses right Uh, rose petals yeah uh, thrown on your bed is a is a romantic gesture, and you roll around in it. Yeah, I never got that. I never got that either. All right, yeah. but I'm just saying it's probably the same sort of. Oh yeah, to bathe in a a tub of fine wine, right? But but when you roll around in those rose petals, yes. it's not on a public bed mattress. Well, that's true, and that's okay. probably why they don't want you to drink it. <laughs> I mean, probably because you well, know. Surely you don't want to drink it, and so especially if you have kids who. Sometimes, let's all be honest, kids will occasionally urinate in a pool. And if they do that into the water, they probably don't want to drink that wine. I'm just saying. I think this is disgusting. But that's why they, while you're in the bathtub of wine, they give you this other wine to drink that hasn't been been in the I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Especially when, you know, you go to a, a, going to a public pool is hard enough. All right. And, and, you know, and here's some questions for the for these uh, spa owners. I don't think the wine is chlorinated. It's not. I'm sure it's not chlorinated. That would be just horrible. Well, sure. Sure. But when you go to the public pool. Yes. You need to take off your clothes and get under a shower before you go into the pool. To kind of wash off, yeah, wash off. Do, any, I don't think most people. I, do that, yeah, I've seen people skip that step, yeah. and it makes it that much harder yes. to climb into this pool with all these people. Yeah, it sounds like you know public pools are just not for you, Joe. Well, nor is pub- and I've done it. Right, I've got kids. We go to the public pools from time to time. Right, but uh, I don't. You know, yeah, I'm squirming a little bit the entire time. Okay, and when we talk about wine. Like a food product, yeah. bathing in a food product, right? It just sends me over the edge. All right. Well, you know, we can agree to disagree at this point. I mean, you know, I think as we discussed when we originally told the story, uh, in addition to the wine bath, they also have a green tea spa, okay, a sake spa, a coffee spa, a pep- pepper, and then finally a pepper water spa filled with ramen noodles. The green tea spa. Yes, I can get behind because that sounds like something they would prepare just like a one use just for you i think it's a public spa but what about the pepper water spa with ramen noodles i wouldn't eat the ramen noodles (laughs) would you (laughs) all right okay you want me to say something here yes if here's a here's the big if yes i would do it if it was like a brand new tub all right from the store uh, like a cast iron porcelain tub mm-hmm. that like was perfectly clean. Yes. And I bathed and scrubbed myself bef- head to toe uh-huh. beforehand. And then you'd eat the And noodles. then got into a tub uh-huh. filled with like a delicious ramen noodle soup 
with maybe like some hard-boiled eggs in it and some nice toppings, maybe some some diced uh, shallots and. Um, it's weird to drink soup in, in a in a big bowl that you are in. But I would do it. <laughs> I would do it, Mark. Well, I'm not going to do it in a public place. But I'm I would do it if like someone was like, hey. I, I'm going to make you the best tasting soup you've ever had. I don't know. The only catch is you yeah. have to be in the soup while you eat it. I don't know, Joe. I don't know what the point of, of uh, eating ramen noodles uh, unless you are in a public pool with everybody else. Well, we're just going to need to uh, <laughs> shelve this discussion because I just can't get past it. And I know you're joking. No, this is a real story. A real story. Uh, but you're joking when you say you would get in this wine. You would eat the soup no, that other people I, I would in. get in. I would, I would definitely get into the bath. I would not eat the ramen noodles. Okay, fair enough. But the number one story. Number one story of 2015. As voted by you, the listener. Number one real story. In 2015, dentists across the New York City area started serving more and more complimentary glasses of wine <laughs> to their patients <laughs> right. to take the edge off during the uh, dreaded dental work. I remember this. One dental office located in downtown Manhattan features a small table in the waiting room, a collection of glassware, a nice selection of red and white wine for patients to pour freely for themselves. I can see why this is number one. In addition to wine, while in the chair, the dental office provides cozy blankets as well as warm <laughs> scented towels to refresh their faces and hands. And finally, those dental practices who are not offering their patients wine are now feeling the pressure to do so due to lower reviews on Yelp. We talked about this at length. This yes. was a great story. It's a great idea. And in fact, I, I would also place this in the top five, if not number one, yes. as our listeners have. But don't you understand why 2015 is probably the most important year for news stories? Yes, I do. Now that we're going over these, do you know what? What is a theme in all of these? What's that? We've talked about Instagram. Yes. Right? We've talked about instant gratification. Okay. In you know, coffee to wine to marriage, all in the same you know visit at the Starbucks. I'm following you. And now here we are talking again about Yelp. Yes. With the dentists. Yes. And again, instant gratification. If I'm going to a dental office for a cleaning. Why not get drunk at the same time? Yes. This is the year where social media and instant gratification mm -hmm. is transforming, and we've seen this, I'm half joking, half serious here, transforming the wine industry today. With kids, they don't care about the lineage of the Chateau Lafitte, no, they the Aubryon. If someone has an interesting story, hey, um, I used to own a web uh, startup web company, right. now I make wine, ooh, wow. And they don't want the wine to mature, they wanna drink it right now. Wanna drink it right now. So that is why I think 2015 is not just a big year for wine, but many different things. Year for wine, year for social media and Absolutely. wine. Absolutely. And year for instant gratification, which what could be wrong with that? What could be wrong with that? I want it now, Mark. That's right. So I think the dental offices that are doing this are very wise. They are. And, and, and I really think this is going to catch on. I mean, right now it's in New York City, but I could see, you know, already if you go to some of these fancy spots, uh, salons, they'll serve wine, I believe. Absolutely. Well, there's a barber shop in downtown Durham that serves beer. Oh, I didn't know that. Free beer with a haircut. That's a great idea. And I think, you know, they'll probably start doing this at uh, your mechanic. They'll start serving wine. I don't see why it isn't served everywhere. And that's that's, right. that's the whole uh, problem we were talking about. These businesses that, it's like when you had a, a 
all the businesses, this is before the age of the internet, right? Um, it, it, you didn't, no one had websites. No. And then one business got a website. Well, everybody did. And you had to get one to keep up with the competition. Right. Because if everything else is, is equal between your service and someone else's, yet they serve free wine? I'll, I'll leave you with this, Joe. Um, 2015, my understanding is that uh, church uh, attendance uh, has gone down. Well, they're not. Well, they do serve wine, Mark. They do? Well, during certain uh, communions and things. Right, but they need to have, like, tables of wine in the back. You know, what they uh, really, and this this is, I want to get into a story next year on this, but churches should just have uh, overflowing quantities of wine. When you sit down in your pew, um, you sh- there, should, there be, should not be a hymnal, but a wine list. There should be a wine bottle next to you. Well, or that. Yeah. Um, and so I bet, you know, you've seen certain churches in the area and i've seen this mark the new churches go up because they they play rock music the entire these mega uh, churches. mega churches or even right. smaller ones are trying to do this now because those churches tapped into a generation right. that wasn't it wasn't appealing to them serve wine and actually stick your own church's label on the wine that's exactly right that's right um i think it's brilliant well that's been the top Five wine stories of the year for 2015. Uh, I hope you enjoyed them as much as we enjoyed bringing them to you. <laughs> and that's the news for this week. Find us online at thewinefellers.com and continue the discussion of these groundbreaking stories. This has been another exciting report from the Winefellers News Desk. But now, my favorite segment of the week. Your good fellers, Mark and Joe, explore the exciting world of tasting and pairing wine. And remember, we're always on the lookout for suggestions from you. So let's pop the cork right now on this week's episode of The Wine Fellers. I do. <laughs> All right, Mark. What have we got? What are those, great news stories, by the way, man. Uh, that was great. Thanks to the listeners. We just love it when you guys participate, and thank you for that. Even though I squirmed when it came to the wine public wine baths. Yes, Joe. And today we're going to do this wonderful wine pairing. But before I get to that, later in the uh, in the radio program, we're going to be taking your calls. Oh yeah. We can't get to everyone at WHUP, but if you'd like to call and ask. Uh, a wine feller, a wine question, please call us at 919-296-1169. Yeah, our uh, new call screener will take your call and patch it on through. That's right. So what are we pairing today? So here we go. We are pairing what is the best wine to drink with pizza? Yes, yes, yes. Everybody loves pizza. I love pizza. I'm a little bit of a pizza fanatic, Mark. As a very general rule, when pairing wine with pizza, you need to think about two things. Okay. The fact that in pizza, tomatoes, the tomatoes and the tomato sauce has high acidity. 
And also, the melted cheese, the cheese in the pizza, has typically has a lot of fat. So you have something with high fat and high acid. Mm-hmm. And you need a wine that's going to be fairly high in acid that's going to pair well with this. Like that'll cut through that fat. And Exactly. In addition to that, you're going to need a low tannin wine. And so you're going to avoid reds that mm. are high in tannin because the combination of the tomato flavors with lots of tannin can taste kind of bad. It can make the wine taste quite metallic, in fact. Yeah, I'm already thinking that when I think of like tomato sauce, right, which is very acidic, yes, and wine, yeah, I'm also I'm almost going to want something that'll cut that. So you need a low tannin wine because that the, the tannins, the oakiness, that's that flavor is not going to. And be when good we're for talking it. tannins, uh, just remind our listeners what in the world a tannin is. That's right, tannin is uh, the flavor that's imparted by the wood where wine is typically aged in, or some wines are typically aged in oak, and you get that tannin taste, that kind of dryness. And sure. uh, you don't want that in a wine that you're drinking uh, with pizza. And not all wine is aged in oak. Some wine is aged in steel, and that might even be better for your pizza. So here is my two recommendations. Tell me. My first recommendation, I'll just quickly say, is Chianti. In oh, yeah. In addition yep. to it being an Italian wine, it's Famous, a natural yep. pizza partner. It's made from Sangiovese grapes. It's, uh, it's less con- concentrated and less tannic than its uh, Classico big brother, uh, Chianti Classico. Just regular Chianti would be fine. Certainly. Typically unoaked or very lightly oaked wine would be perfect. The second wine, which I want to spend more time on, is the wine that I brought today. I see it. It's a red Zinfandel. Oh, it's Zinfandel. So... Red Zinfandel, I think, often goes perfectly with pizza. Why is that? Before these very reasons, I'm, I'm imagining. So uh, the, we- the reason why I like Red Zen is that you can get an unoaked sort of, if you, especially if you get a fruitier, unoaked Red Zen, as a as a as opposed to like a heavily extracted red zen, yep. it can be really juicy, only moderately tannic, and is packed with just this wild uh, and juicy blue, black, and red fruits. and And I think that you'll find that it just goes wonderfully with your pizza. And guess what, Joe? We've got some right here. I brought pizza. Hey, all right. So we're going to try uh, pizza with our red zen. And for our red zen, I brought. This wonderful, uh, it's a 2000. <laughs> what is that? It's a two, well, the, the wine is a 2000 <laughs> Saddleback Red Zinfandel. Uh, and it's actually a lovely wine. It goes for 30 to $40 per wine. Uh, and you just can't, uh, you just can't uh, miss with it. And then here's the pizza. And obviously, you see the box. Yeah, oh, yeah. Pizza. What I'm seeing here is, you know, as Mark uh, pours me a glass here, um, is that. Um, Oh, that's that's fantastic, Mark. Just got to get the listeners to hear that fantastic pour. Yes. Very, very nice. So what are we looking well, at? Well, what do we, we don't, let me first off, st- let me start this by saying we do not have pizza here. All right, we have. Well, that looks like We pizza. have a bigger box, it's a jumbo pack, of Totino's Pizza Rolls. Well, we are uh, on a uh, shoesing a shoestring diet over here. A diet, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the shoestring budget over here at the wine, which fellers. results in a shoestring diet. Yes, and uh, so we can uh, only uh, afford certain things, and a pizza was actually pretty expensive. Well, I did, you know, and I the d- Totina pizza rolls were only dollar ninety nine. Well, I did request on the uh, uh, acquisition form last week to Bob. 
uh, look, we need 20 bucks for next week's show. Yes. Get a large pepperoni pizza in here. For some reason, we can afford a uh, copying machine, he, but we can't afford uh, yeah. a, a pizza. But here's your Totino's yeah, here's pizza Here's the Totino's rolls. rolls. So give that, it a try. All right, let's see here. Now, it says cook thoroughly. Have these been cooked? Um, they were cooked a while ago. Does uh, that matter? Okay, so this is, I just wish we could, we need to get some pictures on uh, Twitter here. Mm. Um, this is right, my first I'm gonna, time ever having Totino's. These are pepperoni. Uh-huh. Made with pork, chicken, comma beef, pepperoni and pizza topping with pepperoni seasoning pizza in a golden crust. Wait, it says it's not pizza. What does that say? It's a pizza. Mm. Oh, actually, I had. Hmm, it's not bad. Actually, that's that's very um very mm. nice. I think the the wine is mm. is great. The Totino's isn't as uh, it's not as wow me as much as I thought it would. Hold on, let me. The crust, clearly, I can tell you did these in the microwave, Mark. Well, the crust is a little chewy. However, <laughs> the flavor is good inside. Let me try a little wine here. Mmm. <sighs> now, I wish I'd ha- I had had some of that wine before I tried the pizza. Yes. Because it seems to be a delicious wine. It is delicious wine. I love this wine. The Totino's, mm. this pizza, I don't know. I'm, I guess I haven't had too many pizza rolls. This was supposed to taste like They need to be a little crunchier, Mark. Right. This is like um, a wet, It's like mushy soggy, corn, it's very, cornbread and with a little bit of uh, tomato. Now, now, now be careful because some of these, uh, as you can see, and most people have, uh, know this if they microwave stuff like Hot Pockets mm-hmm. and pizza rolls, um, you got to pick some of these the innards have exploded from. Yeah, I see that. And so you need to make sure the ones that you pick up aren't void of their um, pizza seasoning filling. <laughs> well, at any rate, I think this is a wonderful wine. Mm. Uh, so for those of you uh, drinking Red Zinfandel with your uh, pizza this New Year's Eve, which I imagine most of you are doing, uh, kudos to you. I think you're going to be you won't be disappointed. I don't think I don't think they will, Mark. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to mention here. Yeah. Um, the uh, pepperoni made with pork, chicken, and beef. Yes, you went. We got the bigger box here. Well, there was an economy size or economy size, family size. I think this wine. Mm-hmm. This this is actually, as Marcus said, this is a delicious combination here. Mm. Mm. Quite nice. Just take another sip there. Beautiful. Um, this is Saddleback. I would love. Now, uh, the the pizza rolls are fine. Yes. But this wine, this wine, Mark. Is wonderful. Is wonderful. And that's what I, you know, I want to focus on this for a minute because um, if we had a pizza in front of us yes. that was as good as this wine is. Right. Man, I think it would be. I think it would be just out of the out of this world. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the Tina's isn't as good as I liked, but the uh, the Red Zinfandel is a uh, Red Zinfandel has been great wine. The grape Red Zinfandel is uh, it's a it's traditionally a lighter colored grape. You know, uh, maybe not as lighter colored as Pinot Noir, but but uh, but lighter than a Cabernet uh, Sauvignon or a Syrah grape. And those, uh, but red Zinfandel wines can often have this nice peppery taste. I can, um, I can sense that here. Right. A little can, bit of pepper. I mean, it's like I'm a big Cabernet Sauvignon fan, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm a big Syrah fan. Right. And this is kind of between the two. Well, yeah. And it Syrah straddles probably, the two worlds. This is probably more of a, uh, more of a, 
I wouldn't say delicate wine, but more of a complex wine than some of the Syrahs I, I've had recently anyways. And, uh, but I think it's, uh, you know, often red Zins, you can drink them earlier than Cabernet Sauvignons. And, uh, they, uh, and this they, was a 2000. It was a 2000. Mm-hmm. They don't often uh, last as long as some of the other grape varietals, but uh, they're, so, you can get some red Zins that are just as good as any Cabernets on the planet. Yeah, and like, what does this bottle run if you want to go buy it at a, at a store? This wine, which is truly a wonderful wine, this is... Uh, uh, Thirty to forty dollars at a store, dude. That's just perfect. And so I, I would encourage everyone who loves pizza, yes, or calzones, or any sort of Italian dish like that, uh, go online to thewinefellers.com, look up this wine that we will post today. That's right. And go get a bottle of it, man, because this is honestly as good as some two to three hundred dollar bottles that i've had before that's right and uh, i can attest to that because we uh, do drink those bottles sometimes and this is this to my mind this bottle approaches that all right well thank you mark thank you From Durham on the phone. Lori, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, guys. How are you tonight? Oh, great. Uh, hi, Lori. How are you doing? Are you uh, getting ready for New Year's? <laughs> I am getting ready for New Year's. Well, I'm so glad that you called us. Uh, what is your question to the wine fellows? <laughs> so, I have a question. I'm just curious how many days is a bottle of wine good after you open it? Oh, very oh, that's a good great question. question. Now, that's you, that's wonderful. Do you happen to have a wine that's open right now, uh, and specifically that you're? I do, I do, okay. and I did not. You know, I didn't seal it with any kind of airtight cork afterwards. I just um, put the top back on it. Okay, no, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, that's what I do as well. I'll just kind of turn the cork around, Mark. Okay, yeah. and uh, and just uh, put it back in the fridge. Well, and that's actually acceptable. So here's so I'll I'll tell you what is uh, it actually how long you can keep wine after a uh, after you've opened it. Often depends on the kind of wine you have opened. So I'll uh, kind of run through them and uh, and by the way, what kind of wine do you have open? I mean, is it like a, a red or a white? Red or white or. Uh, it's a red. It's a Cabernet. Okay. So the deal with Cabernet, uh, Cabernet Sauvignons, or most red wines in general, is that uh, red wines can, can remain open about three to five days. Uh, once you recork, uh-huh. it, recork it, that's right, three to five days in a cool, dark place. And so that's not bad. So after you drink a wine, 
for for that long, you could enjoy it for that much longer. Now, I mean, of course, um, I don't know. I personally don't know too many people who cork leftover wine. I don't know too many people. Who oh have no, it. no, no! I, I've corked it, uh, yeah, Lori. I've corked wine before. If it's just uh, you know uh, me and the wife hanging out, having a, a dinner, then uh, we'll have each a glass or two of wine and save the rest for uh, you know, for later. But Mark's right. You know, I don't think I've ever really saved wine for more than, like you're saying, three or, f- or five days. Would I would think, well, this wine is not good anymore. Right. And, and I guess what I'm saying is that um, um, if you are listening to the wine fellers and you're like us, typically you'll just go that extra mile and finish the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, uh, thanks. Good advice. Good advice. It looks like I'll be tossing this bottle according to your advice, so. Good to know. Oh, yes. And well, so, so how long has that one been corked? Um, well, I was a little embarrassed to say, but uh, we uncorked this one um, December 11th. I had a bunch of people over, and we opened a little too much wine, and so this one kind of got December pushed 11th. back to the side. Yeah. Yeah, so. well, that's that's probably uh, 17 days is probably uh, um, <laughs> a little too long. But, um, you know, who knows? I would give it a try. But, uh, Lori, I appreciate your optimism here. You know, because right. when, when you have a good bottle of wine, the last thing you want to do is uh, make it go to waste. Right. So so uh, I thank you for calling. And uh, I think while we're on the subject, what I'll do is I'll just tell our listeners, uh, you know, if you have other kinds of wine, uh, how long you could probably keep it for. Um, you so- know, that's so funny. Lori uh, uh, has had that thing corked for 17 days. I know. It's crazy. Um, I mean, look, I pre- I just love what these callers uh, uh, call in with, Mark. Right. So if you have a sparkling wine, you could, you could uh, cork that for uh, one to three days. Educate us, Mark. And if you have light uh, white or rosé wine, you could keep that uh, corked uh, for five to seven days in a fridge with cork. Um, like port. So here's the deal. Like port, which is a fortified oh, wine. Oh, port will stay forever. That'll stay for about a month. If you uh, put a cork on it in a dark, uh, cool place. And then here's another interesting thing. Uh, if you um, have bag in a box wine, it'll also, you could uh, keep that for approximately one month in a fridge. Yeah, but don't, don't bother calling us. Yes, don't bother calling us. But the take home message for that one is that if you have a wine left over, simply pour that wine into a bag and then put that bag into a box and it'll keep for a month. No, Mark. I guess that's just. <laughs> <make sense. laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I think uh, the, the point is is that uh, wine often keeps for quite a while, and uh, you don't have to throw it away immediately. And wine often changes as you keep it in the, bo- in the bottle, and it can be quite wonderful as it, as it evolves. And uh, that's good to know. We should get each of these tips posted on the website because, as always, we want people to learn about wine. We want people to feel comfortable around wine. And so we're going to get these things posted. And, as always, every week – Every day, we're monitoring Facebook, Twitter, our website. And so be thinking of the question for next week's show, where we will take your calls again. And and again, uh, sometimes if you can't call, if this is a bad time, email them to us, tweet them to us, and we'll read them on air. And uh, we'll we'll throw the wine feller's logic on it. Well, Joe, 2015 has just been such a wonderful year, and part of what's made it so wonderful is that I've had a wine feller, uh, you, 
Weinfeller Joe sitting right next to me uh, every week, uh, drinking wine with me and talking about uh, things, some of the things that we love the most. And I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better 2015 just because of that reason. I feel the same way, Mark. Uh, good Weinfellering. Yes. Now, Mark, I, right. Now we have to tell them what just happened. Your phone is ringing. You've been on the phone with us. You talking on the phone with us. Everything we said was real, right here on the Wine Fellows. So I was just on the Wine Fellows. Are you serious? You've been talking on the phone with us. Everything we said was real, right here on the Wine Fellows. You've been listening to Another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is, is that the fun can continue online. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die. With a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red
It is 6 o'clock straight up here at WHUP LP Hillsboro, and you are listening to the Bomb Squad Sports Show. Good evening.